Okay, so let's cover the rest of the world. Um, as you know, we've been covering all of our Angel Soldier players. That might be the one. <laughs> all right, and let's cover the rest of the world. You're on mute again. I did it again. I put it on mute. That's what you got to use the mute one for lessons. It's the rules. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Casual FC, a World Cup preview pod, at least for a short while. I'm your host, Mario Salazar, with my co-host, Angela Morales. If you're catching us in the middle of our series, guess what? We have a first episode that recaps all things World Cup. So go back, listen to that one. It'll kind of help prepare you and share it with a friend. Give them something to learn. Just a recap on how to watch everything. Fox is going to be the official broadcaster for English language in the U.S., so anything on the Fox network, Fox, FS1, FoxSports.com, the Fox app, any streaming apps like YouTube TV, Fubo, Sling, all of those, you know, you've, you've probably <laughs> signed up and forgot to delete most of those. So the one thing is to think about when looking at all of those is that if you are going to be streaming most of these, that you're going to have to have a TV login. So ask for someone's get your own, do what you got to do, but, you know, have fun and watch all of those. Telemundo is going to be the official broadcaster in Spanish in the U.S. That means all the matches will be on Telemundo and Universal um, channels. All matches will also be streaming in Spanish on Peacock, which that just makes life a lot easier. <laughs> just go ahead and stream it from <laughs> Peacock. And as we've been saying from before, if you if it's easier to watch it, Watch it in Spanish. It's just more exciting. It's more fun. The the announcers care more. There's more passion. Uh, we might be biased because we're both <laughs> we're both Latino we're here. Both of, but yeah, we're both of the Latino variety. <laughs> exactly. Keep an eye on all our social feeds as we're going to be posting TV schedules and upcoming matches once we get out of the group stages too. So we'll be able to tell you where to find it, what time to find it. And if you have time to go hit a bar beforehand. All right. So now let's talk about the rest of the world. Now, we've been talking about all our Angel City players, both on the current team and our Angels on loan and their national teams and who they're going to play. And that's really how we were initially trying to focus all of this. But you know what? We said we've done more than half of them as episodes. Let's just do the rest of the world cup so this one's gonna dirty (laughs) this one's gonna come at you quick and dirty this one's gonna come at you as a lot of research that just giving you the highlights and hopefully this gives you some incentive to maybe look up some more info if you wanted to on any of the teams that you might find interesting so let's start with group d we've got england haiti denmark and china so with england the big story is that 22 out of 23 players are white. I mean... This is kind of scandalous, even though it's England. Okay, you think English, you think, yeah, of course they're white. But honestly, just like the U.S., that's not the actual 
makeup right. Right. of the country. Come on now. And yeah. there are plenty of, in a country where soccer, football is queen, king, <laughs> royalty, yeah. monarchy, that whole thing. It's already in their blood. Uh, the fact that you don't, you're not recognizing everybody else. Big, is... big portions of their soccer brain populations. Yeah. Yeah. Given all the past allegations and findings of racism, even from our inaugural season, our own Enia Luko claiming that Mark Sampson made racist, like Ebola comments about her family coming to the games and it ended her like playing career. But like, that's just some BS, you know? And yeah. It's, and like, it also shined out, a light. Or, sorry, really quickly. Like, calling out racism should not pull you from the game. If yeah, anything, like, the opposite should have happened. Like the person who said it, granted, 90% of the time, the people that say the shitty thing deny they said the shitty thing because it wasn't important enough for them to recognize that it was said. To them, but, it was a joke. Right. And it's just like, right. it's, oh, that wasn't important. It's like, no, you just discriminated somebody. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. No, a, jo- a joke is like, you know, knock, knock, who's there? Boo, boo, who? <laughs> stop crying. Uh, <laughs> not. <laughs> Not your family is bringing Ebola. Like, that's yeah. just you racist. Don't say stuff. That's, yeah, that that's is just awful. flat out racist. Like, that's not even veiled racism or. No, or... Not at all. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah. Again, but sorry. But her doing. This... Yeah. We, we soapbox a lot. <laughs> this is supposed to be the quick episode. <laughs> the other two are going to be really long. I'm sorry. So, yes, it's a pretty big deal that 22 out of these 23 players are white. There's some reckoning that needs to happen. And. Not saying that the 22 players aren't good or don't deserve to be there, but it's also if you're looking in one single pool, you're missing out and you're neglecting a whole group of right. people. Yeah, so, and I think okay. there's a big shift in soccer globally right now to shine a light on what's happening to players who have darker skin, regardless of country. It's happening from... Like fans yelling at players, players on the same team saying things to their teammates. Like it's a lot is coming out right now, but it's that same theory that all these things can exist in the dark. It's when you start shining the light on it that we're able to shut down the garbage part of things. So as hard as it is, in a way, people talking about it is very good. Anyway, back to good things. Okay, so back to good things. Now we've got Rachel Daly, who played for the Houston Dash including being the captain for a number of years. Yeah. Um, and they've been trying to play NWSL repu- representation. Just so good. Yeah. I'm sorry. So they've I been to trying interrupting to... you. It's all good. They've been trying to play her as a right back, but they're finally playing her in her natural position. So hopefully Rachel gets the spotlight that she deserves. We've got Jordan Nobbs, who we both believe missed the last world cup and probably could have been, you know what? This is a quick episode. Let's keep going. Uh, she'll be itching for to have a massive impact on the game. That'll be really important. Lauren James, just nasty. That's all. She's just, you know, just keep an eye on Lauren just James. Just so good. Yeah, so good. And then also, as with the plague of the NWSL, the plague of, unfortunately, what seems to be the women's league of or the women's sport game. of game knees just lots of knees knees, lots of knees bad knees bad knees everywhere so a 
a handful of players on the English team, I think it's two, maybe three, are out with ACL tears. There's an epidemic of ACL and different knee injuries happening throughout women's soccer. And granted, a lot of these have happened for a long time, but not at the amount that we're currently seeing. There's been there was a really interesting video from the Athletic. There's the Athletic has a YouTube channel called Tifo, and there was actually a really specific episode about ACL tears and oh, wow. the women's game. Um, I need to watch that. I'll send it to you. I'll share it on our socials. It's really informative. Mm-hmm. It's really eye opening, and it's one of those things where okay, there's. From this, there's steps that can be taken and should be taken. So hopefully in the coming years, it's something that can, it's one of those things where like ACL tears in a sport where you're running all the time is, and turning on a dime is not, yep. is going to still be common, but at least less common than it is right now. Yeah. You shouldn't have like half of the top 10 players in the world out with multiple knee injuries where they're needing multiple surgeries, multiple corrective action. US-wise, Kristen Press just announced she's prepping for her fourth knee surgery since she tore her ACL last season. The Sam reason Lewis, we haven't seen her all yeah, year, she's still been on the season-ending it, injury it's list. devastating. Like, I, it's devastating as a fan. It's devastating as a player. It's so mentally difficult to come back from even the smallest of injuries. But for something like that, like Sam Mewis had her second surgery a few months back. And it's like, these two women are stalwarts in the U.S. soccer culture. And to see them sideline for reasons we don't really understand as a group right now is hard. And I know it's going to be the same for the English fans and English players and all of the other players that are dealing with this right now. Yeah. So if we keep moving on, we've got Haiti in this group also. Just like Jamaica, this team is made up of multiple collegiate players. And a lot of them coming from collegiate programs here in the U.S. We tried looking for info. We're kind of having a hard time. They last made big waves in 91. And we're looking to see big stuff from Haiti. And you know what? Again, we've talking about these underdogs, these kind of like mm-hmm. low-lying teams. You never know. They're probably yeah. going to pop up and kick you in the rear and <laughs> make some waves again. So in Denmark, we've got two NWSL players playing for the North Carolina Courage, and Rike Madsen and Mile Guile. So players to watch, NWSL, they're going to be back with us in the normal season once the World Cup is over. We also have Pernille Harder, who's honestly the player to watch. Huge scoring threat for Denmark. So it's going to be, keep an eye on the Harder name of the jersey. <laughs> Um, and then we've got china and then with china in group d we've also got these amazing we've talked about these previously about the nike commercial campaign that oh they're so good um, they're just so good there's been amazing ones for rapino for sam kerr for dabinia and we've also got an amazing one for wang shuang who plays in the nwsl with racing louisville so Honestly, just the entire commercial is in her native language and I don't understand it. I need to find what, because there's, it's the one commercial that has 
the most talking out of all of them. Oh. I've been watching all of them today, and yeah, I've all of them have been. But I haven't watched hers yet, so I'm excited. Hers has a lot of、uh, has a lot of dialogue in it. I want to find the translation. I want to find like the transcript of what it actually says because it has all this like dialogue, and it's this really cute thing about like her. It's an animated thing with her playing with this like heart. Who's playing the goalie, encouraging her to go, and it's great. Go watch、Aww. them. Go to Nike Football, the YouTube channel. Watch all the episodes, all the commercials. They're all amazing. So that's for China. Moving on to Group G, we've got Sweden, South Africa, Italy, and Argentina. So with Sweden, we got a little beef with them. They knocked <laughs> us out of the Olympics. They <laughs> in 2016. Yep. And in our arch rivals of the wave, we've got Sophia Jacobson. Not only do we have our own personal Angel City arch rivals here, but we've also got our U.S. arch rival here.、Mm-hmm. You know, double on you, Sophia. <laughs>、um, and some other players to watch are. Oh, okay. We've got some names: Blucksteinus, Seeger. Aslani, I believe, and Eriksson. Sweden is just generally a powerhouse. They're a solid team. They're so good, and like, it's yeah, not if... necessarily that they're unbeatable in the way that the U.S. isn't unbeatable, but they're they were always going to be competitive, always, regardless of who they're playing. If I remember correctly, I remember seeing a news article about this, and I. Looked it up. It's from last year, and Sweden with the chutzpah. <laughs> yeah, of the chutzpah is a good, a good one. Saying yeah, we're dope, we're awesome. That the kit from last year on the tag, it was an extra long tag, and it said. How to stop Sweden? And they literally <laughs> wrote like player profiles and like strengths of their and、team. weaknesses of each player, yeah, basically,、oh、or like just playing tactics or whatever it was. But it was like, here, we're going to give you all the information you need, and you're、wow. still not going to beat us. And I believe this was during the UEFA tournament. So it's just <laughs> it's, that's wild. It, look, look it up. There's an article like the one that I found was on Forbes. Basically, just look up like. Sweden kit 2022, or like Sweden, how to stop them kit. It's crazy. So yeah, Sweden, one to watch. Moving on, we've got South Africa, and in South Africa, we've got their forward. The player to watch is Tembi Katlana, who plays for Racing Louisville here in the NWSL. So again, one of those players to watch because you're going to be able to watch them the rest of the year. They're playing、mm-hmm. here at home. Formerly played for the Dash, and is just a very fun player to watch. As we keep moving along, we've got Italy, who made a surprise great run in 2019, and they're probably going to be looking to build on it. Oh, totally!、Um, their team success declined in the early 2000s, and they're still facing struggles. So they, they're one of those teams that's been hot and cold, depending on when you jump in and start watching them. Honestly. You don't know; they might be on their hot streak, they might be on their cold streak. But if they're trying、mm-hmm. to build up on from their last World Cup, if you took World Cup to World Cup, 
they might be going on the uptrend. But then again, there's been three years there's in a, between. Yeah, so. there's a lot in between. And I think when teams are rebuilding and putting themselves back together, they end up being very hot and cold. Yeah. It's that like, okay, we've got this. And then you make a couple of tweaks and it's like, ooh, that's not working. Or, oh, that's working very, very well. And it's figuring that out in international play and league play and all that good stuff. But I'm curious to see how they do. I know I have a few friends who are big Italy friends and they're just going to be like, where's Italia? Like for the next month. So <laughs> it'll be yeah. exciting. Okay. And then if we move on, we've got Argentina in this group. And I don't think I said it that way. So I'm just going to go back and say Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where my Argentina came out from. Argentina, yeah. But Argentina, we have Marina Laroquette, who plays for Orlando. We've also got Estefina Banini. Just filthy. That's all we wrote. Like, just keep an eye out. Did play for the Spirit. But honestly, just keep an eye out. And then Argentina is looking to build on their historic run from 2019, getting out of the group stage in their first ever tournament national teams are all about just building like you you're never doing a plan of like next world cup this is what we're going to do it's always a like because of how far the world cups are it's always like 10 year plans 20 year plans yeah how are you going to develop how are you developing your soccer legacy within your country and yeah the kids that were just being born how are we going to get them into the system (laughs) to develop them basically because like those are the kids that yeah. are going to be playing in 20 years when you might have a good run. So yeah. let's see how they yeah, keep absolutely. developing. So for group H, like final group of the Women's World Cup, we have Germany, Morocco, Colombia, and South Korea. Germany is looking to get back to their winning nature. They've won the World Cup twice. Just in case you forgot from the other episode, I don't remember when it was. We have, in the nine Women's World Cups, there have only been four winners. The U.S. winning four times. (laughs) Germany, who won twice in 2003 and 2007. Norway and Japan. So those four countries reign over World Cup, Women's World Cup history. So Germany's looking to get back to that. They are eight-time UEFA champs. Most recently, they lost to England last year. In a fantastic game. They won gold at the Rio games. So they are, like I said, they're a powerhouse. They're they, They've got the background. They've got the pedigree. Yeah. They're one of those teams that you can say there's a pedigree. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a history show with up. them. And they're just going to, yeah, show up and show out. And definitely a team to be scared of. Right. This group is really curious because you have such a powerhouse in Germany. You have... A debutante in Morocco. You have Colombia, who is in a situation. We'll get to that. And then South Korea, who can make a run. So it's a really interesting group of teams. Like Morocco, like I said, it's their first World Cup ever. They're the first Arab country to qualify for a World Cup, a Women's World Cup. And like they recently took Nigeria to penalties. So regular time extra time like they took him to penalties where morocco eventually beat nigeria which is huge i mean okay so like morocco is a tiny country (laughs) yeah yeah, super tiny country but this during the last the men's world cup Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah 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 
again, another, you know, Morocco for men's and women's has been phenomenal. And the fact that they made both World Cups and they're like making a run for it. And they're not just being discounted, right? They're like, oh, no, they're very much a contender. They're very much a contender. So a little story. We took a Disney, we took a trip to Disney World during the Men's World Cup last year. And funny enough, we were at Epcot. Oh, um, cool. During a lot of these matches, right? So, like, me being the the soccer fan, <laughs> embarrassingly, as we were walking around the theme parks, like, all of them, like, after mm-hmm. we landed, not even after we landed, on the plane, I was watching the World Cup uh, <laughs> on my phone, on yep. the, like, plane Wi-Fi. When we landed, we were waiting for our shuttle and there was another family. There was an English family, actually, mm-hmm. that he wasn't, like, getting reception or anything. And I was watching it on my phone. And he, I saw him squeeze over. Like, just and he started lean? Yeah. Just leaning over. And then so I took out my headphones and I disconnected my headphones. And I was like, let's just do this. It's World Cup. Um, it's, what, it's, it's what you do. You bring people together. And I think it was at the Argentina match that we were watching. Okay. So jumping to the Morocco story here. <laughs> we were at Epcot. The day that Morocco won. Oh my god. Now, if you don't know, the pavilions at Epcot, at Disney World, they tend to hire people from their countries. Disney is actually one of the largest like foreign employers. Um, I didn't know Disney that. Disney World itself is actually one yeah. of the largest foreign employers because of the fact that all the countries pavilions right the france the morocco the japan pavilion all of that they're actually people from those countries so they're everybody's on work visas while they're Mm -hmm. there and it's part of a big training program it's it's a pretty cool thing look it up and it's pretty (laughs) wild stories also look it up but we were there when morocco won their match oh (laughs) and there were people celebrating in the Moroccan pavilion. I just got goosebumps. Like It was it was amazing. So I would give anything to be like, I'm going to go, as cheesy as it sounds, I want to go back to Florida. Uh, I don't want to go to Florida. but You want to go to Epcot. Yes. I want to go to Epcot and I want to be in the Moroccan pavilion when yeah. Morocco plays Their or one of the program. times Morocco plays. Their soccer uh, just program the, just on the come up. The pride that everybody had in the Moroccan Pavilion was amazing. They were telling us stories about, like, when they won the previous match and all of these things. It was great. So, fun little story, but yes. Yeah. Morocco's actually going to be hosting the African Women's Cup of Nations next year. So, I fully expect Morocco to just put goals on the board and just surprise everybody. But also, it's one of those where it's, I'm not surprised, I'm not shocked, I'm like, or like where you're not so caught off guard that they're good, but you're surprised at their ingenuity or that kind of thing. We're like, oh, I didn't realize we were there already. Okay, cool. Morocco's definitely on the radar of teams to watch. So that's super exciting. We mentioned it in a previous episode leading up to this next team that there was a not so friendly game that was match that was played or attempted to be played in the last few weeks against Colombia and Ireland. Colombia is in this group H. So it's going to be a very interesting thing to watch. Their transition 
from the not so friendly against Ireland that only lasted 20 minutes to how they present themselves on the world stage, how they play against other teams, what happens. There are a lot of things to talk about when it comes to the match versus Ireland, things that players said, coaches said. I think one of the comments out of Columbia was that the Irish players were being quote-unquote girls and they were (laughs) fragile. There was some like derogatory comments out of Ireland. Everybody's just mad. That was and, that was a rough game. So Yeah, there's a lot a very chippy. Like there will be a lot of smack talking for the sake of both of their teams, health wise, sanity wise, and the like global respect of both federations. I hope they don't get matched up. Like I no we I don't want it. I want to see both of these teams do well and succeed. I'm not here for the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like I, as much as I love physical play and teams that are ready to do what they need to do to win, not at the cost of other players, I don't see the point. And I am incredibly competitive. Like I'm very much play the mental game, play the long game person when it comes to competing. <laughs> I, it's a long tournament. As short yeah, as it is, it's a long tournament. It's a long tournament. Yeah. And it's like, don't do that. So I'm curious to see how they bounce back. I hope they have a good showing. I think every team deserves to be there. So show up. I don't know. I don't know much about the team. I haven't seen them play a lot personally. I'm kind of coming in based on what I saw in the the Ireland not-so-friendly, because that's the only thing I can call it. Yeah, the not-so-friendly 20-minute match. So we'll see. Like I said, this group to me is very curious, because I'm not sure how any of these teams are going to show up. With that said, South Korea is another kind of dark horse, I think, coming into this. They look like they could surprise a lot of people who not necessarily count them out, but don't count them in. Where it's, okay, yeah, they might might do okay. In one of their recent games, one of their players scored an absolute, just insane goal. From outside the box on a free kick and she just stood there and was like what it was yeah. one of those she was so far back and just chipped it over the wall chipped it over the keeper and it just like bloop, went in but it it looked so easy i hate to use this but it honestly was like the cutest reaction yes to like a goal it was like so innocent like what what and then like it was oh she she honestly did not expect what was about to happen it was a banger it i remember seeing it all over social media it just it flew over everyone i think it went like top corner right yeah yeah just dropped in top corner like and her reaction yeah truly (laughs) stunned she just stood there and just put her hands on her face like what just so (laughs) amazed that that's what happened because you could tell that's not what she was trying to do but it's what happened. So, yeah, absolutely. They could surprise all of us. <laughs> I hope they do. So that's the rest of it. That's the everybody else of the world who's competing in the World Cup. There's so much more information to come. I think if we had done a breakout episode for every group, we would be talking until August about the complexities of each team. I'd have to be drinking like tea and honey and yeah. doing all of the things yeah. about my voice. <laughs> so yeah, I really hope that everyone has enjoyed the recaps that we've done. If you have, let us know, give us a thumbs up. 
And we've honestly just been doing this for fun. And mm-hmm. it's been fun for us. It's so been a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed the same experiences we have. And yeah, this is going to be an exciting tournament. Definitely. Check out all of our socials at Casual FC Pod for TV schedules for all the groups. Mario's been the graphic man. So shout out to my co-host for being the social media guy and then me reposting the bejesus out of everything. <laughs> shout out to all of our friends for their support and being just as excited about the World Cup as we are. Shout out to our secret info machine, my girlfriend Eva, who has yeah. been so clutch in NWSL history, international team matchup history. She just has a brain that keeps and all, all of the things... Yeah, she's got a brain that keeps all of this information in it, and she's been a tremendous help. I'm just really appreciative of all the help we've gotten from our friends, from our family, families. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I can't wait for the games to start. I'm sure we'll end up recording more World Cup related stuff at some point. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get the gusto to do it and keep an eye out for all of them. So, with that, enjoy everyone. Bye. Bye.